Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. My racing career isn't just about me. It's about the team, the fans, the sponsors, the families, the tracks, the whole sport. Join us over the next five months on the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour, where we show appreciation to where it's owed. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey, everybody. It's TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity car, and the 29 truck. And solo with me today, Brett Griffin, spotter, Clint Boyer, off a of second place, Elliot Sadler off a of second place, and I got Myatt Snyder this week in trucks. I was off the hook all weekend. You were off the hook. I was off the hook. Dang it. What happened with Algar, man? Uh, Just pushing too hard at the end. Everybody knows the tail, and yeah. we were behind the 33 trying to give him a push, and he was not going very straight. Right. And it's hard to push when they're not going very straight. And I think when Justin got there, the 33 was trying to trying to push the other guy, turning a little bit, and it just doesn't line up very well. Yeah. What so, happened to LG, man? You guys had a trying night. We had a lot of stuff going on. We got hit in the turn one by Brad. Um, we were up against the wall. Well, and that's what happened? No, that, that, that was actually fine. Brad came up there, and we kind of we hit doors, and I thought we were wrecking. This yeah. is racing for the lead. And I saw I saw the flames come out of Brad's pipe, so I know he lifted. Yeah. So I know it kind of scared him for a second. Um, and everything was fine, at, fine from that. And then later on, we a, few, a little bit later, we were uh, <clears throat> up against the wall coming out of turn four, and and I think we were four wide, and it was real tight. And Brad was inside of us, and somebody was inside him, and he kind of had that deal going on where he was. The, I think it was just the air moving the car too. Yeah. He had that deal where he's moving a couple feet to the left, a couple feet to the right, and got us in the quarter panel a little bit. And we were already basically against the wall, and that little bit of a nudge hit us into the wall a little bit. And I think that's what cut our tire. We ended up cutting it right front a little bit later. And How many laps did you lose? Two? We lost two on pit road under green. It blew into turn one, limped around, pitted, yeah. fixed everything, came back out two laps down, got a lucky dog, yeah. and then got another lucky dog when the stage ended, I believe. Um, so we come back from that, got back up to sixth, I believe we were running and the four car cut that left rear tire, I believe. Yeah. I think and, Blaney uh, got into him, man. You know, some of those young kids, Yeah, I respect them a lot. I think they're doing a lot of great things, but their side drafting is out of control. I mean, they literally think they got to do it both ends every yeah, lap. And then like as tight as like, I li- I understand last run of the race, you know, last 40 laps of the race, you got to have position. If you're not yeah. pitting again, you got to have position, but Right now, it's that race was fairly aggressive. I thought there was 21 no one door slammed <clears throat> us. Then he door slammed the four, four cut a tire down. I went down to Josh. I was like, "Look, man, calm the kid down. You can't yeah. side draft every single lap." Just, I will say that's it's pointless. That's one. Uh, Ryan Blaney's going to be in the sport for a long time, and obviously he knows how to win races already. But yeah, he uh, he's. I still think he drives a little bit too hard, and that that hurts him sometimes. But Some that's situations only, you don't need to. It's easier, like I've always said, this is easier to slow him down than it is to speed him up. So I agree. This is this is not, you know, it's it sucks for other people and Ryan at times right now, but it's uh, he will learn from that, 
Yeah, that's when the foil, you know, that's when spotters can make a difference too, though. I you, agree. You got to be able to have the balls to key up the mic and say, "Hey, Ryan, you're being a little bit too aggressive. Yep. Wait a little bit." Yeah, and that goes not just with plate racing. That goes with uh, everywhere. That goes with anywhere that you know they can. You know, that's why I like to. <clears throat> a driver needs has a spotter that they can respect. Yeah, that's the only way it's really going to work. That spotter has to be able to key up at any point in time and say, "Look, you're." You need to quit that. You're being, you know, you need to, you need to listen. Yeah. And um, this, without screaming at him, the spot, the driver needs to understand and listen. This guy's telling you this for a reason. He's yeah. not telling it to you because he wants to lose. He's yeah. telling you because it's the right thing to do. So yeah, that's uh. It's not often important. I go to guys out of just friendship, but I went to Josh and I was <laughs> like, "Your guy's out of control. You need to calm him down." I don't know if yeah. he tried or not, but uh yeah, I mean. I, I'm not sure. I think Josh is a good fit with Ryan. They're close to get along, but sometimes, sometimes I think you can be almost too close to the same age, and and uh, maybe you know I'm not sure Josh has enough experience. He's been doing spotting for a while, but does he have enough experience where Ryan's gonna right? You know, is he gonna be able to tell Ryan what to do? But they'll build that over time as well. But uh, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of off the wall this week. With uh, we're actually recording from my house. New JR. house, brand yeah. new house. JRM, everyone's basically taking the f- couple of days off <laughs> they here. They just quit. They yeah. left. William Byron is two in a row. They get a couple of days off. Yeah, so. they almost won three in a row. Yeah, it should have been three in a row, honestly. Should have been, yeah. yeah. So, you know, maybe if he wins again, they'll get three days off. and what we'll to record again somewhere. Kristen had sick last week. Yeah. God only knows where she's at today. Yeah. Well, she did notify us a little bit ago that she was able to record, but it was a little yeah. past the yeah the cutoff. Um, the cutoff. Where here. do you think Josh is at? Uh face down on the roof of a Vegas hotel, <laughs> wearing a speedo. <laughs> wearing a speedo, probably. I hope he shaves his back because he looks like he'd be a hairy ass yeah, dude. He does, and plus it'd show off his rainbow tattoo on He's the lower back. Six five with a tramp stamp. <laughs> And a bum leg right now. <laughs> with a big-ass boot on his leg. Yeah, with a boot on his leg. God. Um, so we're really not going to do any uh, any of the normal stuff here. We're just going to wing it. We're just going to wing it here. And uh, I think one of the things we uh, we we were going to go over is, you know, the Iowa stuff. Yeah. Um, we kind of hit the Iowa last week a little bit. But something happened after Iowa that is kind of embarrassing to us. Um you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We have a, we have a, when you do the non-companion races, there's a lot of spotters that fill in and you, you don't, um, you know, a lot of them, it's good opportunities for them to go and, and, and make a name for themselves, make a name for themselves. Yeah. But it's also, um, <clears throat> this is the bad part of it. Um, I think we could probably key it up. Couldn't we? Yeah. You can key up some of it. Let me find it real quick here. So, so this kid named Ford Martin, filled in for Earl Barbin and Earl's been around a long time big shoes to fill Earl was in the Marines he came into the sport jackman for Rusty Wallace mechanic for Rusty Wallace currently a spotter for Chase Elliott I'm sorry Jimmy Johnson drives Chase Elliott's motorhome Mm -hmm. spots for William Byron I mean Earl's done a lot in the sport big big shoes to fill and this kid, Ford Martin, comes in. And he, he comes from a racing background. Gil Martin's his dad. Yep. But he comes in, and, and, and fortunately for him, wins a race. It's great. Junior motorsports, big deal. But then he gives this interview where he comes off as this arrogant <laughs> And I think TJ's going to play, play a clip. Yeah, right so he calls into this radio show yeah. that, that Dave Moody has. Um, calls uh, in. Now, that, that's yeah, a big part in. of it. He they wasn't asked William. to call in. They had William on the show. Yeah, and then he called in after saying that he was spotting for, uh, you know, William Byron that race, and he goes on about a ten minute interview of, of how great he is, and yeah. this is just a little clip right here. All right, here it goes. Uh, I, I, I see what you're saying here, but you know, it's already hard enough when they play that uh, that spotter coverage on Fox Sports, and you hear your own voice, and there you're like, golly, my voice sounds really, really deep. They, they played you on Fox Sports, huh? Of course. I mean, I would if I was Fox Sports. Were you the one saying, go high, go high? No, wait, I meant low. Oh, sorry, dude. Was that you? It was more like winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh. Let's go to Victory Lane. Let's get some pictures. Did you really? Yeah. 
So a little stuck on himself. He couldn't even say Fox Sports. I, Fox I Sports. didn't even. He told me to you, Spotter. I don't even know what <laughs> I don't even know what they play on there. But apparently he is all into it. Um, yeah. So that's, he that's, said uh, William Byron could not have won that race without him. Oh, he did. Yeah. All in that same interview. It's an eight-minute interview. How, Kevin how, Hamlin sent me the entire interview. How is it not? How is it? How could he have not won that race? Like. Don't get me wrong. William earned Michigan. Yes. Earned, you know. Earned Daytona. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. But he was the right place, right time. Yep. He put himself in that position. Yep. But Iowa, things, the seas parted for him there. worked out perfectly. He Great. didn't. He had to race Ryan Sieg. He had to race Jeremy Clements. Ross, Ross Chastain. Chastain. He wasn't yeah. racing in the best of the field. He, he was not racing people that, that honestly, it was – fairly easy for him he yeah. pretty much at that point yeah at that point yeah and when the where the cautions fell he never even he was not going to win that race until that caution fell at the right time yeah but that's part of it, it is. and he was at the right spot at the right time then and, and but it wasn't won because it. of ford martin no it, ford martin did not create the caution that gave him that big of a lead no. ford martin called ford martin basically cleared him into turn one and that was it on the final restart yeah after that it was done before yeah. that yellow ford martin was going to run fifth to tenth or wherever he was running with him. Yeah. You know, I forget where exactly he was running, but he wasn't leading the race. No. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, moving on from Be that. Be a little more humble. Yeah. Guy. Let me yeah. give you some advice. And here's the other thing. We are 40 people. There's only 40 of us in the world on a Sunday. And, and for this guy to get this opportunity to be one of 40 on a Saturday is a big deal. It really yeah. is. It's but, a good opportunity. But don't come off the heels of such a great moment and be a complete ass. Yeah. And because you're now a peer of ours, and I don't know how other, other than to say this, other than just say this, you just lost the respect of all 40 of us that do this on Sunday. You agree with that? Yeah. I mean, uh, nobody up there is going to high-five him when he comes to the roof again. They're no. all going to be – We're laughing at him. <clears throat> yeah, it's not. We are. We're basically laughing at him, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it makes us look bad too. Like, you know, go in, win a, win a plate race where you actually had to fend off, yeah. you know, a handful of cup guys Come or something. Get you some. yeah, yeah. Then, you yeah. know, then, and then, then brag about a little bit, but <clears throat> you know, not, not off an Xfinity win it at Iowa like that. But, uh, Williams on fire though. Totally. And good for him. And, uh, obviously it was victorious again in Daytona and I didn't see him winning that race until late in the race there. I mean, I didn't think I didn't. Really, he wasn't really a factor until it kind of cycled there again. Dave Allen's is making some great calls. He is. He's making. He some, always has. He's putting. Uh, he's putting William in spots where, and it works both ways. I mean, the crew chief helps the driver out, and the driver goes and does his job. They win the race. Yeah. You know, Dave puts the strategy out there, and William uh, adheres to it, and and you know does his end, and they win the race. Yeah. So, yeah. and William Williams been holding up his end. Big um, big bonus points too, man. He's got ten bonus points out of wins. Yeah, he's got he's got to be he's the only guy with two wins, right? Yeah. So he's top of the board. Yeah, yeah, he's so, done. Yeah, wouldn't that be something for him to win a championship? And he's second year? in points. So if yeah. you win regular season, that's another. If he went finishes second in regular season, that's another ten points. Yeah. So he's carrying a lot of bonus points in this yeah. in this playoff. Yeah, the, uh, the regular season is by far going to be won by by one of our one of our three cars. Yeah, you know, so no doubt. Yeah, but uh, one, you know, the uh, the ending to the Daytona race was a little questionable to me. Yeah, just because of I saw the wreck and I saw where the where the leaders were and they weren't across they that were, line. They were nowhere near the line. They were nowhere near the line. Did no. you see the picture of it? No, I'll show you a picture. I, I saw them wreck. You know, we're coming off two. We're on the flat. We start. Yeah. They start wrecking, and I'm sitting there watching it. And I mean, I'm that's the second. wreck. That's pretty bad to me. Yeah, yeah. That guy. That guy is no a quarter mile from it. That that's too far to me. Yeah, we we this goes back to there's so much judgment call on this stuff. Like why why we could have raced three quarters of a lap at Talladega, right? It, whenever we lost to Joey Logano there a couple yeah. years ago, we could have ran another couple corner, another right. corner or so, right. and then you let this roll out and there's a wreck back here and you let it go a little bit further. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish this overtime line thing is out of control. Period. It is. It, <clears throat> I mean, it just it, when you look at this race, it's a 100 lap race. And it literally came down to half a lap. Maybe we don't do a green-white checker, but it, you know, if you take the white flag at a plate track, it's over. 
the white flag is yeah. the key. We need you it. Gotta, we got to cross a line. When we're under green, we race until the white, and then the white is official. If we finish the lap, great. Yeah. If we don't, the race is official. <clears throat> we need to make that the rule that when you take the white flag, no matter what scenario, that's when the race is official. This overtime yeah. line is stupid. I mean, I'm looking at a car perpendicular to the wall, and the leaders are still a quarter good, mile. Yeah, they're, they're just off of it. two, and yeah, and uh, they're. I mean, that, that that to me should be – I mean, we shouldn't have probably finished right there. As soon but. as I called the wreck, the next thing I did was look to see where the overtime line was. Yeah. And I see we're not there. Oh, I and saw then, the wreck. And then you count, you know, 1,004, yeah. and then 1,004, we're by the line. Then they throw the caution. It's like, hey, man, yeah. the race is over. You know? I saw the wreck, and I looked up and literally watched it wait to throw the caution. Like, right. it wasn't like, put it out, there's a wreck over there. It was like, oh, there's a wreck, but wait, wait, wait. Okay, put it out. Right. So, uh, I don't like that. But anyway, um, what else you got? I just say the overtime line, do away with it. Yeah. Race back. You have to get to the white flag for the race to yeah, be the race, If you take the white of the plate track, the race is over. Yeah. At the other places. Because here's the other thing, man. I can manipulate that, right, as a driver. Well, yeah. If well, I'm sitting there and I'm running eight, then we cross the overtime line, I can create a wreck if you're leading and I want my teammate to be locked into the playoff. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And, 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 I mean, look, a lot of things have happened. I remember as a kid. You know, Dale Earnhardt's about to get lapped. Dave Marcus Rex every single time. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. gone on forever. But you don't need to create scenarios where it's in my control. And that's what that overtime line does. No, yeah. Because we're not even up to speed there. I mean, uh, you know, Landon Castle's having a, a great race, leading the cup race. Um, who's his teammate there? David Reagan. David Reagan, yeah. Having a bad time, having a bad night. Right. You know, who's to say that going into three, they're saying, hey, Landon's leading, need a yellow. Yeah. Coming to the white flag. Right. Um, We're not even up to speed at a place at a place like Daytona. Who's, I mean, that gets that guy in the chase. Oh, yeah. And that's not really – it could turn down to something like that. So I, saw, I, didn't, I didn't listen to the audio clip, but I did see where Steve O'Donnell issued a, a statement saying they're going to revisit it for 2018. Here's, here's how you revisit it, Steve. You do away with it. Yeah. I like the three attempts at a green-white checker. We've, I do too. We rarely get to three of them. I don't think we've ever done three. I don't think cup. we've ever done three. I remember trucks, they did like five. Yeah. But here's the thing, man. You you pay to see a race, you ought to get to see it in. <laughs> I agree. I don't I don't agree with it. You know, you need to see, you know, if you take the white flag at a cup race, it should be over. We can't keep – No. We can't keep doing it there. That's too – that's yeah. too risky there. It's expensive. But, can be. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. At short tracks, that could be pretty exciting. Yeah. And it, some people are going to leave pretty mad, but I guarantee them fans are going to be happy when they leave. Yeah. They're going to see a good show. But uh, Race in general, man, uh, I thought that the Xfinity race is usually the better package for entertainment. And I think the Xfinity race, man, it, it was hard to pass. It was tough. That Xfinity race was pretty good. It was hard to pass. Um, I thought the cup race was actually very competitive. Yeah. Very, very competitive. Uh, you could kind of – you didn't want to get caught on the bottom, so but I watched her. I watched some tape of last year, and people you wanted to use the bottom a lot more. Yeah, it was weird how it was working out. Um, I thought the Cup race was good. You saw a lot of guys. I saw the ninety-five up there. I saw Landon Castle up there. I saw the thirty-eight David up Reagan. there. Yeah, I saw all these guys that I had to look twice at their cars and be like, "Who's that? That car is really up here." Right, and uh, they were legit running in the top five or six at points. Right, and um, I think that's good. I thought Larson was driving over his head. When he decided to go there, there for a while, he um, he definitely he laid back there and and didn't really it wasn't. But when he decided to go, he knifed up through there pretty good. But he was he was another one. That's two weeks in a row where I've seen him. I've seen him kind of drive harder than what I thought he should have needed to drive at that point. You brought this up a week or two ago. Sonoma. Here's the here's the thing about Larson, and here's the thing about Blaney. They're locked into this playoff. That's a big deal at their, this point in their careers. But here's where they're screwing up. They're pissing people off. Yeah. You don't want to go into this playoff and have yeah. drivers mad at you because they're going to race you hard. They may wreck you. Yeah. And that's what Larson's doing. Yeah, I agree. That's what Blaney's I think, uh, doing. Don't be stupid. I think, um, I think that you're not going to want to make these veterans mad because these guys can make it very hard for you in the chase. Very hard. And when I say very hard, you're you, – you're going to have a real difficult time getting past them. You're going to sit there and wonder why, and it's because you raced them like a tool after you already had a win in the season. You raced this guy real hard, 
he's not going to appreciate it. And guys like Matt Kenseth, um, Ryan Newman, th- these guys know how to make it damn near impossible to get around them. How weird is it that we're interviewing the winner by himself at start-finish? And then we're turning around yeah. and interviewing him again. It, I, I don't know. I was already gone by that point since I was on the hook. Um, so I never really got to see it play out. But You're leaving early a lot this year. we got to fix that. Too, yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. It, it seems weird to do two interviews there. It seems weird to do an interview on the track, which I think it's a great idea to do it right there with the driver. Yeah. Um, I think it's weird to do an interview there, then go in there and do the, almost the same interview. Yeah, well, that's my thing. Like, I feel like we're going after – this horse racing thing, you know, where you've just won the race. And they're rolling up and, next and, to the And they're jockey. rolling up next to you, and, and they're yeah. on a horse, and they interview you. Like, I kind of get that, holy cow, look how fast we can get to this winner. Let's see his raw motion. Yeah. I respect that part of it, but to, to do it again, I have two issues with it. Number one, this isn't a driver sport. It's yeah. a team sport. This isn't golf. This isn't horse racing. This is a team sport. There's 20 guys that – create the opportunity to race on that particular day they're 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 fixing your car they're pitting your car they're spotting your car Mm -hmm. they're marketing and pr supporting your car probably more than 20 (laughs) probably well definitely hundreds when you look at the shop aspect yeah even even going to the racetrack i mean we probably have a little over 20 that be including pit crew guys already so yeah and i mean obviously the driver is in the limelight as he should be but nonetheless these guys deserve to be on tv too Mm-hmm. They deserve to be in the background. I mean, they're sacrificing a lot. So I have the, the, the struggle is, okay, well, you're kind of making this an individual sport when in reality it's not. And yeah. then this, the second part of it is you're going to turn around and do a different interview in Victory Lane? I don't think so. I uh, I think I brought this up before. I love the way Formula One does it. They park the top three with each other. in yeah. the, <clears throat> Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And then they bring the drivers up to this podium deal, the top three, and then all the crews are, like, right below them and, you know, beside them or down there on the side. And behind that, it's all race fans. Yeah. Like, let these people come up, celebrate with them. Yeah, I mean, go up there and and, uh, even let the drivers pick their favorite song for the current time. You know, what song do you want to play? You know, I don't know if we need – we don't need the anthem playing every single time and flags or state flags and stuff or yeah. whatever. But yeah, because we're all American except for one. Yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> let's, let's put them up on a podium. Let's make it interesting. Bring the fans down there. Let them – I think that would be awesome for the fans. Yeah. We need to do some sort of podium deal where the fans can be involved because when they open them deals with the Formula 1 race, those fans are running to it. Yeah. And I think uh, – plus I think that would be – you know, a good opportunity. What kid's not going to love to sit down there and watch his, his idol up there? Well, I think it's awesome, too, because they're either happy at how they <laughs> raced each other or they're mad yeah. at how they raced each other, or maybe they're even pouting because they're a sore loser. Could you yeah. imagine Kyle Busch having to stand second place on these podiums? Could you imagine, at like, some of these places when <clears throat> he's mad? What about after Richmond when Carl moved him? Yeah. Like, he'd have to go up there and stand second to Carl. That would be awesome entertainment. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty. You never cool. know when somebody he would might be just so get mad. Bitch slapped standing on that podium. He would be so mad. Just, pow! He uh, it'd be awesome. <laughs> but I think it'd be good. I mean, it'd be that you get your all your interviews. You get three drivers right there. Yeah. Um, you see him celebrate with the crew. Three the monster fans. girls. Three hot chicks standing there. Maybe even more. Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe more. <laughs> More's better. We might need more after this, but. uh I mean, I, I think we need a podium, and I think we need to bring the fans there, let the crew guys celebrate there. Yeah. I mean, uh, finishing top three. What do you think about some of these drivers' wives and girlfriends getting upset about how hot these girls are and how they're being too ridiculous? I think it's the ridiculous that they even care. This is yeah. the way the world, like, it's. It, this isn't new. Nah. They used to do this in the 70s. They kissed each other in the mouth back then. Go watch a Tim Richmond at Victory Lane. Yeah. Go watch one of them. He would kiss all of them. Richard Petty. David they, Pearson. They're all kissing they're these French trophy kissing girls. kissing these girls. Nothing like that is happening. These are just, just, just girls there to celebrate. With a great pair of shoes. Yeah, nice shoes. That you can see. <clears throat> great Almost hair. all their shoes. Lovely hair, too. Great um, hair. Why, what's the big deal? They're not. Here's my favorite part about Your driver's not leaving with them. No. Your husband's not leaving with them. It's the show. Yeah. It's You're the show. watching the show. Right. Uh, I honestly could really care less about most of the drivers. My favorite part is these girls that are complaining don't even work. 
Yeah. Well, your, yeah. Your, your husband or boyfriend is making all this money. He's got a private jet. He's got a private motorhome. He's got three or four assistants. Mm-hmm. When you throw in pilots and business managers, yeah, travel like, girl, travel people. If, if some girl is standing there beside of him grinning and her boobs are showing, so be it. He's not relaxed. Nothing, it's, I mean, it happened. Look, look at motocross. If nothing happens there, that's He's just not part of the show. Her ass. Just relax. He's not going to the club with her. Now, if you get someone like Blaney or up there or something, he might be interested. <laughs> he, but he, that, hey, he he's can. He's single. He yes, should be interested. He should be. I actually saw him out uh, Thursday night for a little bit. Because people don't realize, <laughs> man, when you go to a plate track and you're running a cup race and that's all you're doing, you work on Thursday for an hour. On <laughs> Friday, even, Not even an hour. On Friday, you run one lap, which your grandmother could run. And on yeah. Saturday you race, so that you kind of got a day off on that Friday. Yes. So it was good to see him out, man. Because I remember when I got here, you know, Elliot Sadler, Dale Jarrett, Sterling Marlin, Kyle Petty, Michael Waltrip, those guys went out and got amongst the people, yeah. and we they need would. that. Yeah. We we need our drivers amongst yeah. the people on Thursday nights, Friday nights. I really, uh, you know, I know they're quite a bit younger than me and and like Dale Junior and them, but seeing. Seeing Chase and Blaney and them come up through, and yeah, those guys go on. Those guys are doing it right. They remind they remind me of how we were. They're going on vacations and That's stuff. Right. They're going, you know, they went to Costa Rica. They're you know they're traveling together, checking out the world and stuff. Yeah. And that's cool, man. That, that is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for them guys, man, to be living it up and, and they doing need to it live right. it up. Yeah, and have a good time. Young, good looking. Rich. I think my, I think one of my favorite quotes of the season is. When they asked Blaney how he prepared for the Charlotte 600. 600, just drank less beer that week. I yeah. mean, that's classic, man. Yeah. Did you see him jump in the pool? So NBC took him out on the infield at Daytona. Rutledge did. And they did this little feature. And I didn't have volume where I was watching that. But he literally took his shirt off. You know how they set those temporary pools up at these camp spots? He takes his <laughs> yeah. shirt off and goes and dives into this person's pool. Like, that's cool, man. That's what makes fans excited. Because if you're – Watching on TV, if you're on that infield or if it's your camp spot, he's yeah. amongst the people. Yeah, he just and he's one of them. We need drivers yeah, amongst the people. I agree, man. I think Chase is a lot of the same way. He's a little bit more reserved. Yeah. Um But you know, it's good to uh, these guys are, are are living a good life there and having fun. I mean, so. you look at their two dads. I mean, Blaney was an awesome sprint car driver. Yeah, his dad. His dad was great. Got to cup. Certainly made some money, but never really hit it big. Should have won Atlanta that one time. Should have won Atlanta a couple times. That Amoco car, <laughs> yeah. you know, with Bill Davis. I yeah. saw the tires Had fall a flat off the tire. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Elliott, the exact opposite. I mean, here's a champion who yeah. has made won everything. The, the Winston Million, for crying out loud. Like, I mean, he, he won everything. Went 212 miles an hour yeah. at Talladega. I mean, big, big name. So, those guys know what – their futures look like because they've got their dad sitting there going hey look at me like i'm an i'm 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 the guy that was a cup driver and you see what i've got so it's not about i mean you look at dale jr's legacy it's not about you know your dad or or beating your dad necessarily his records it's about having that path to life yeah yeah i agree i mean a little bit different but dave was really well uh, respected in the sprint cars and big time and still is in the NASCAR industry too, for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, but uh, the exact opposite PR wise though, Dave Blaney. Yeah. You you, you never saw the guy. No, quiet. He, quiet. Bristol at Bristol, sitting on pit, before qualifying, sitting on pit wall by himself, just right. watching. Yeah, just yeah, nothing going and on. Ryan Blaney's becoming a socialite. I mean, he's doing mm-hmm. a lot of things. Uh, uh, Patrick Rogers actually. Dave used to, probably wouldn't have jumped in a pool. No, Dave would have never jumped in a pool. <laughs> but you, uh, talking to Patrick Rogers at NASCAR, I mean. Ryan Blaney will do anything they ask him to do. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah, he does. He does a lot. Yeah. Ryan does a lot of stuff. So That's a good thing. Yeah. Now, I, I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to this this youth movement that's going to be coming about. It's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of youth in the next five years. If so. you had to pick one of these kids to spot for, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Ty Dillon, Christopher Bell, William Byron, Best case scenario, they're all in cup. Which one are you picking the spot for? Um, I really like the, I, I like the manner and the tone that that um, uh, Byron carries. I, I think he's very well ha- handles himself very well. So mature. Um, 
I like uh, I like what Eric Jones does on the racetrack, but I'm not sold off the track quite yet. I've seen I've seen him act a lot like Kyle, and I didn't like what I saw then. Um, but you know, I don't. Um, <clears throat> I, I would probably pick one of those two because I think you can fix the, you can kind of cure some of the other, some of the off the track stuff. But I, I really like how Eric Jones drives. Yeah, Williams really good too. But I just like how he he's the complete package. He's <clears throat> he reminds me of Jimmy. He's like a mix of Jimmy and Dale Jr. Yeah. Um, to me, but which, you and I have both been fortunate in the sense <clears throat> of we're very selective in who we work with. We we haven't gotten in a position yet in our careers where we're having to do starting parks or we're having to do yeah. drivers that we know aren't going to be competitive. So I, I hope that trend continues. But my whole thing is about being selective is I want to do someone that I think I can help. Yeah. yeah I don't want to just be a body up there. Yeah, you want to definitely – you definitely want – you want them to – But but they got to be able to interpret what you're saying too. You got to – I would like somebody that wants you to work with them too. Like. I'm not going to call this guy's name, but I work with a kid. He just got here in Xfinity, and I was suggesting a few things he should try differently, and he never tried them, and I didn't work with that kid anymore because yeah. we kept running the same lap time the whole day Yeah, because he wouldn't change his arc, and he wouldn't change his lifting points, and he was driving in too deep. You know, like – it just it, it that yeah, drives I don't me like, nuts. I don't like working with kids that think they know all know it already. I will tell you somebody I enjoy working with is Briscoe. He listens. I could tell him, you know, go down there and and whatever you tell him to do, he tries. Yeah. And he's usually very good at it too. He yeah. he uh, he's going to be good, I think, as well. Right. I've seen a lot out of him the last few weeks. Um, and he, is he part of the Briscoe? family like the famous briscoes or no um i'm not even 100 percent sure i know his dad is a pretty well established um open wheel guy okay and right. uh well-known open wheel guy as well yeah so i know chase has been out there doing um it's like sprint week or something out there in a mid midget week or something he's out there he owns a couple car or yeah. a car or something he's out there some other guys driving it, and he's out there helping out with it and stuff, which I think is cool yeah. to do as well. You look but, at what um, Toyota does with their driver development; it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, yeah, they do a good they, job. They, they lost William Byron because Hendrick is Hendrick. That's how you go get somebody yeah. away from Toyota. But they have a plan, they have a path. They do a great and it, job. It, it shows all the way down through. You look it at shows. these guys' midgets; says they're they're all over it. Yeah, and they show they're going to support this guy to the top and you get him in the right Chevrolet, stuff. So. You know, you look at Chevrolet; you look at the top tier team, which is Hendrick. You know, he takes it upon himself to develop new talent when he needs to. He developed yeah. Chase Elliott. He's developing William Byron. Mm-hmm. But you look at Chevrolet as a whole, Ford as a whole, I feel like they probably could be doing a better job with this young talent. Yeah, I think they don't really have a lot of young. Um, I feel like they kind of use Brad's truck team, but they don't. They leave know? it on the – they still leave it on They leave the it owners. on him. Yeah, they well, they leave it on him to – to find it and then they take it. I think it could be a little more successful if they would go hand pick these guys and put them in there. Yeah. And work that way. But um anyway, One Man Financial is hosting a contest, the Race to Whiskey River Sweepstakes, and this is at Dale Jr.'s house. Mm. Grand prize winner and a guest, 3 nights in Charlotte, go-karting with Elliot Sadler guided tour of Whiskey River. And this Whiskey River has a jail, it has a hospital. It's got a saloon, hotel, hotel, motel, and a church. And the grand prize winner of the whole thing is going to get three laps around Charlotte Motor Speedway with me and you. (laughs) (laughs) With Dale Jr. And there's a lot more cool stuff, too. Where do you go to? How do we enter for this thing, TJ? To enter, you're going to go to OneMainRacing.com and click on Giveaways tab. Upload your photo demonstrating why you love racing. You have until July 31st. Or you can go to race2whiskeyriver.com. That's race, T-O, whiskeyriver.com. I would not wait. I would try to enter the sweepstakes right now. I think you can win. Also, at One Main, you can tweet them using the hashtag whiskeyriversweepstakes. Man, this is going to be awesome. I, you, this is one of those things that you're going to win something you li- literally cannot buy. This is one of them things where Elliot and Del Jr. get sick and I drive the car. There you go. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Subject to official rules at racetowhiskeyriver.com. Must be 21 to enter. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. 
So you want to go to some Twitter questions? Yeah, man. What we got for hashtag AskDBC? Well, we had quite a few. We got Sandwich Ask back this week. I, I love Sandwich him. Ask. I see. Uh, that, that lady never tweeted me back. No. I don't think she liked me calling her out. L Shabs here asks, how do you fix the Camping World Truck Series from your point of view? Run short tracks. Yeah. We got to run short tracks. Halfway break, take the pit crews out of it. Um, yeah. Nothing against them on it, but take them out of it. Have a halfway break. Let these short track guys come out. That's where that's where our sport was built from was, was these guys running short tracks, them moving up. They won championships at short tracks. Yeah, We got a lot of guys with, work with us on the roof and that started in that type of series, and they came from short tracks. Tim Fedewa came from the short tracks yeah. Midwest. Yeah. Rick Corelli, truck series. Um, yeah. These guys have – Rooms full of trophies from short tracks. They've won. They all hundreds. Did. Greg Biffle was out. Dude, in, they've in won the, in the Northwest. Elliot Sadler was in yeah. Virginia at South Boston. I they mean, had trophy. They have trophy Denny rooms Hamlin. that are full. Yeah, Denny won twenty five late model features in one season. Right. Uh, and that was that's pretty. It's big. That's big. Yeah. But uh, these guys, you know, that's where you go back to. And that's it where makes you the find. economics of it easier. It's cheaper. Way cheaper, um, less aero, less engine. That stuff matters, but not as much. But and also, it's going to bring out a new, my uh, smaller. Um, there'll be another small crop of drivers that'll creep up through here. Um, that uh, that like the short track guys will come out. The local short track guys. Right. All right. Let's see here. What's the next question going to be? Um, you see any good ones? No, I'm looking at my picks for later. We're going to Kentucky. Kentucky will be a good Dude, one. Dude, if you're at Kentucky, if you're the general manager of this place and you're in the bluegrass state, what would you do to the grass? I would paint it blue. Oil, yeah. And then I would put coolers and roof and easy ups on the spotter sand. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. What would you say about that guy, the chubby guy? <laughs> Oh, the dude that gets there, like, uh, he's probably there today setting his stuff up. Got his camera up in the shade. Yeah, and his lawn chair, and he sleeps. Yeah. Like, get out of the shade, dude. Yeah. Go in the bathroom and sleep. Yeah. God. Kentucky anyway. speaks. Mm. Yeah. What's your favorite part about Kentucky? Leaving. <laughs> like getting on that, getting in the car, after, and not even getting in the car, but getting on the airplane and leaving, because it's a drive to the airport as well. It's such a great state. With such it is great, a great people. state. Yeah, we have friends in a little town called Anchorage. Yeah. And uh, I think that's where the Papa John's guy lives, too. Really? There's a little town there. Yeah. And um, great bourbons. Yeah, I went on a bourbon tour. It's yeah, actually really that. It is actually really good. It smelled really good in there. Yeah. And then you do the tasting. They do give you some chocolate when you taste it. I drank some break. Booker's yesterday. Had some buddies over. I'm not a bourbon drinker. I love it. Yeah, I'm not a bourbon I wasn't. Drinker. And then Aaron Sagaster who is the best employee ever. She listens to this podcast. That's why I said that. She's a big bourbon person. She, she got looks me turned like a on bourbon to it. person. What does a bourbon person look like? Her. <laughs> yeah, she does well, she doesn't look like a like a um like a white wine type. No. She's, she's rough. Yeah, like give me some bourbon. Give me some or, bourbon, yeah, damn it. Or a lager or something. Yeah. yeah. Her dad Scott's all into it. He really? needs to, he needs to give me a good bottle. Yeah, I mean, I'll take some, too. I went to uh, Lake the Ozarks and ran into Jimmy John's, the dude that is Jimmy John. Is he his had, name really Jimmy John? Yeah. Jimmy John what? Jimmy John. Jimmy John? His is name is Jimmy John's. That's his last name is John's? Yeah. That's awesome. And he's got good bourbons. He's got good subs, too. <laughs> he's rich. <laughs> I'm sure. He's richer than we are. Yeah, he's definitely a lot richer. Yeah, he's a lot richer than we are. How do you think he got rich? Making subs. <laughs> Throwing some meat slinging, on, slinging meat, slinging meat on some bread. <laughs> he got rich doing. slinging meat. Yep, he is. Yeah, we're doing this wrong. We are. We need to start slinging meat. Slinging meat. Think anybody to eat it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you got any more questions before uh, we wrap this up? And pick a driver. Yeah. Let's see. How big of a role does spotters play in getting a pack together during practice at a plate track? By Jr. Money Twenty Eight. Uh, I mean, you're always when you're rolling out. Most of the time, there's one drafting pack in the beginning, and then it's kind of tough after that. But yep. you're, you're constantly going back and forth because everybody's plan changes throughout the practice. Yeah. So you, you, it just changes. You're constantly going up down there. Hey, you can draft. You want to draft? You want to draft? Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, sure. All right, meet us out there. Um, but 
other than that, there's there's really you're just at the mercy of what the crew chiefs decide down there anyway. Yeah. So um, let's see. We, we play bigger roles with drafting in terms of restarts. We play bigger roles in terms of you know how to push. You know, when you see a guy getting on your left rear, you got you got to go have a conversation with him and explain to him, hey, here's what you need to tell your driver. I mean, we we certainly our biggest role within the sport is is played out at play tracks. That's where we're spotters are the most important there. Definitely. Out of anywhere. And, and trust yeah. me, it's a lot easier to fa- to spot a fast car than it oh, is a it slow is. car. No matter if you're at a plate track or a small yeah, I track. I don't care where you're going. What you're in. Ra- racing go-karts is easier. Fast cars are easy to spot. Easier to spot. Yeah. It's, it's easy. Yeah. I promise you that two car and that 88 car and anybody else that's able to go up there and get the lead and, and keep it. Do they have a good spotter? Yes, but they also have a fast race car. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. You yeah. have to have a fast car, a driver that excels at plate tracks if you're running there, and yeah, and uh, you know, obviously giving them the info it's, they need. I will say this though, it's fun as hell to spot a driver at a plate track that's good at plate racing. Oh yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously working with Dell Junior, he does. He, I can see the info that. When I give him the info, I can see him take it and process it and move the car where he knows he needs to go. Um, yeah. So, you think it, he belongs in the Hall of Fame when he hangs up the hat? Uh, I mean, I don't know how you become the most popular driver for that many years and not be in the Hall of Fame. Seeing these Hall of Fame classes, I think, and the way he handles the uh, the way he handles everybody, and I've never seen him turn down an autograph. Leaving the airport. I ask him every single time, look, you want to stop? He says yes every single time. I've never, but I always check with him just to make sure. Right. Every single time he says yes. Yeah. And I think that's more than what a handful of them do. So I think this stat alone should put him in the Hall of Fame. He's won 17 times at Daytona. Yeah. Yeah, he's. What uh, else do you need to know? That The fact that you've won 17 times at arguably the best racetrack in the world and some of the, should make all, you Hall of Fame it's material. Top, one of the toughest, too, though, because not only uh, does it take a car that can be subpar, that guy actually has a shot at them places. Yeah. It, it opens the – you know, everyone knows when you go to Daytona and Talladega, it's, it's a wild card race because anybody can win there to yeah. be the, that successful at a place like that. And if you add Talladega in there, I'm sure it's even a ton more. Right. So, because he's had a lot of success there too. And you look at you look at Daytona, and I, I mean, it's hard for me not to say that it's got to be bittersweet for Earnhardt. I mean, he lost his everything, his dad at that track, yeah. and still came back and won a lot of races after that. Yeah, and not that is that is one place where, and that's that's part of the reason why it's probably so popular too. That's one place where you can make the fans go crazy. Yeah, like you can win a mile and a half, and yeah, it's great and all, but yeah. You can literally hear the crowd at plate tracks when and get Wendell up Jr. There. takes the lead. Yeah, I mean, when he got his lap back, dude. When he got oh, back on the lead lap, <laughs> yeah. they went bananas. Yeah, but you still look. I have to look at it as a track that took so much from him, has still given him so much, and just the fact that he's won seventeen races alone at that track, yeah. that's Hall of Fame. I think what he's done, what he's done with the sport, and you know the the uh, most popular driver. What he's done for the sport, I think that I think he's to me he's Hall of Fame worthy yeah. in my eyes. He is. I agree. Um, what else you got? I think we should answer Corn Witt's question there. Which team finishes with uh, finishes the year with more total wins, JGR or CGR? Holy cow, dude! Just imagine if we're in Daytona to start the season, and I look at you, and I said, I'll bet you a hundred bucks that Ricky Stenhouse has two wins by July fourth, and Kyle Busch has none. I would say Kevin Harvick has yeah, I would, one. I would say if you would have told me that JJR would have no wins before July Tona, I would have told you you're probably crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the bad part about this, this is a tough question because well, what's this question again? Who's has more, uh, Ganassi or Gibbs? Um, to finish the season? No, yeah, to uh, total wins. Yeah. But see, JJR could go on. They've got they got four guys, three guys. They've in got win. they've got way more opportunity to win races because they got more cars. Yeah. Um, and they have grade A drivers across the board. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I mean, you can kind of count the '78 car as the as one of them. Yeah. So um, I, I I have to go with JGR still on that. I, I it's hard. They got they win. Denny Hamlin wins a race. Matt Kenseth wins a race. They're already tied. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, then Kyle wins. There's three. So. 
Um, I got to go with JGR still. I'd agree. Let's do one more good question. All right. Do our picks, and I'm ready to go celebrate July 4th. America. Shoot some fireworks. Yeah. Um. Well, this guy, I don't think this is a very good question. Uh, Mike Kudluski wants to know why the 24 did not stick with his teammate on the first lap. Because it is a race, and he wanted to lead the race. Yeah. It's not a marriage, buddy. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't expect it to. When we drop the green flag, it, it's a race. Yeah. You want to lead the race and control it. That's how you get in. I mean, that's our plan. Yeah. What if he, you know, what if we we passed him back? It's the same thing. Uh, it's chase. still a race. Yeah, it's, I don't. There's that's the thing people don't realize, man. Like, it's easy to be teammates. It's easy to stay aligned and in line. But you still can't put yourself in a bad position trying no. to be loyal to a guy. No, and that's we've done that before. It's we, not good. We've tried to stay lined up at times when then we then we put ourselves in a spot that put us in a, in a worse spot and then you lose it's not good. So, um let's find one good one here. End it on a good one. Um <laughs> Somebody noticed that your uh your driver pushed Paul Menard to the front late in the race to beat my guy, which my pick, which was Casey Kane. Paul Menard, dig him. He did. He ended up good. Um, and he had a little bit of damage, but he was really good to us yeah. kind of with 20 to go. So it's nice to be able to repay favors. I mean, yeah. I look at Brennan Poole in the Xfinity race. He and Elliot had a conversation before, before the race. Before he wrecks. Before he wrecks. They had a conversation about some things that hopefully would help Brennan have a good day. Tyler Green and I work together a lot, standing beside each other. He spots for Brennan. So, I mean, it's good to see people you work with pay you back. Yeah, I you agree. Know? Yeah, well, uh, this is a good one here. Um, they want to know why uh, El Shabs here again wants to know. They thought we you weren't supposed to jump on the roof. Stenhouse got on the roof, dude. So, you should be able to get on the roof. I don't care personally. I don't care either. I don't care about if they want to if they want to tell them that the roof's too low because the driver stood on it celebrating a big win. I don't care about that. That's a big you, win. You, you now you come at me and tell me your your uh, splitters angled differently and all this other stuff's going on skew right. doesn't match then I got a problem with it but you know if I I got a problem if he gets out and starts kicking his quarter panels in like they when they're flared out or something you know yeah, what I mean or yeah. something um, yeah. but man that's raw motion that's excitement that's here's the thing about that particular track these guys have had excessive amounts of tech they've gone through tech. Yeah. three times to get on the racetrack. So if that car is produced as legal onto the grid, there's not a lot of things yeah. that – and if, if things are going – Those cars were tore up too. Dude, a lot of things happen during races. This is why we have post-race tech because crews can manipulate, drivers can manipulate a lot of things on the car. At a place like Daytona Talladega, man, they're so thorough with that tech process. Yeah. If you jump on that roof, yeah. I really don't have an so issue with like it. One, one example is we – Back in the day, they used to build the bumpers real soft, uh, or the back end of the car real soft. Um, and under the parade last for the race, we were running up there behind. If you could get to a teammate, you yeah. would run up there behind him and hit him in the, hit him in the bumper real hard, and it would knock the spoiler lower. Right. Because the car was folding down. Right. We're not doing stuff we're like that. We're not doing that, that anymore. Yeah. No. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, man, Stenhouse earned it. And at plate tracks, these guys are on the uh, – you are – I don't even know how to describe it. You are so focused and so on edge for three hours or whatever right there, on the edge of your seat the entire time, tensed right. up. Right. And you, you, th when you win that and you finally – it's not like a, you know, a mile and a half, you get spread out, you're running 11th, you, you're, you're two seconds behind 10th, and you're three seconds in front of 12th. Yeah. Last lap of the race, you come around, whatever. You know, when you finish – you know, it's just different racing, man. It's tense the whole time. That's why people love it, too. Right. So, but anyway, I guess I got to pick first, huh? Yeah, Kentucky. Who you got? Well, let me see here. Uh, I've got – what's the – the score's got to be getting big. Uh, it's something bad. <laughs> I do have the only true win, though. Yeah, so you do. That's got to be like 10 bonus points. That's got to be worth something. I'm running out of drivers. We both are. How many races we got left till the chase starts? Like nine or ten? Yeah, this is gonna be bad. I don't see nine or ten guys that I want to pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go big this week. I think I'm going big too. I'm going Kyle Busch. Damn, I can't go that big. I don't have anybody that big left. Holy shit! I know, uh, I know who I think you're gonna pick. Ooh, you just changed my mind though. 
I don't want to go that. I can't. That's huge. I haven't used him yet, and I want. I need a win. So, <laughs> oh. you should go Corey LaJoy. Man, holy cow! Greg um, Alding. Greg Alding. I tell you what, I don't really have an option. There's nowhere else I'm going to pick this guy. I'm going to go with the Trevor Bain train. Yeah, dang, that's good. Trevor Bain. Okay. That's my guy. Go ahead and mark this score off, Cornwit. <laughs> Go ahead and mark this one down as a W for me. If Kyle doesn't trip over a forklift, forklift and act like it never happened, then I've got no chance of winning. And basically, whoever loses before before Watkins Glen's going to get Almendinger. Yeah. So I might throw that race. Just, just throw it. <laughs> just throw it to push. I'm just going to throw it on purpose. Hey, it's so. America's birthday this week. It is. What are you doing to celebrate? Are you just going to get settled in this new house, or are you doing anything fun? Uh, just get settled, man. Um, I think I'm going to go. They got a good fireworks show out there at the lake. Oh, do they? Yeah, real good. At the point? I think I'm going to fly my drone up there and see if I can get close to it and yeah. video it. Video it? Maybe fly is that the one at the point? Yeah, they do one, one out there. Is there a different one? Uh, it's one. Uh, that's where you go. To, we go out there towards Brad's house and watch. Yeah. So um, If you go to Brad's house, hit me up. We're going to that driving range to watch. Where's the drive? Is that right by the? It's right by the the Point Golf Course. Okay. Yeah, Brad's right there. Yeah, right by them tennis courts. Or yeah. Something too. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's where we'll be. I'll probably have a cooler. Oh, I hope. Full of water. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people probably will. All right, everybody, make uh make sure you be safe, and thank uh, Exalta and One Main for giving yes. us this uh, temporary uh, mobile podcast unit. Yeah, to we, record with. We've been promoting the sweepstakes for you guys to sign up for One Main. Next week, we'll tell you really how cool yeah. it's going to be. But trust me when I tell you to go to One Main Racing and sign up for the sweepstakes. And check out that video that was done. TJ and I did a killer video. Oh, and we had no idea we were going to video it. Natalie really yeah. dropped the ball. Yeah, she boned us hard. Ta- she slung meat at us. Yeah, like. She Jimmy Johns us. With, hey, you guys, come <laughs> do this video. I didn't even do my hair. Yeah. It's a podcast. I don't have to look good for a podcast. Oh, come do this video clip. Um, so, yeah, that'll be uh, – sorry about how we look. And they said it was going to be from the chest up. And it wasn't. They showed everything. They showed everything that I have. I could see your toes. I know. That's bad. Both of them. <laughs> Both toes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, anyway. Happy all right, July everybody. 4th, people. Yeah, happy July 4th, and we will be talking after the, the KY. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear. Brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 